it coming Gravity came to Land me here with nothing Took my world from me Now I'm spinning round and round and round Howling at the moon Welcome to an episode of the Discernible Interviews on our new set, which looks identical, except we haven't wired them up yet. They still look good. They look good, but they're not emitting any light. Yeah. <laughs> this is Sean Kirk. Sean Kirk is a uh, musician, touring musician, songwriter, and he tells me, uh, introduce him as a human. He's a human. I, I, I point are we that, all? We are, but I point that out because what we were just saying off camera. Uh, you have this tendency in your, both your songs mm. and your social media to be constantly uniting, saying, hey, we're all human. Yeah. So, okay, I'll finish the intro. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about the world, unite the world, the whole thing. But first question, why are musicians so uniting all the time? You know what I mean? They're the ones up there saying we're all one. Yeah. Well, isn't funny? Like this, this is... Um... I guess in recent times, this has been the, a bit of a, an issue, hasn't it? Um, uh, but I think, uh, I, think, I think musicians, artists, you know, to, to, to operate um, as something like an artist or a musician or, a, I don't know, just anything kind mm. of really creative like that, I think you do have to kind of dive a bit deeper than, you know, like a, you know, and this is... Uh, just an example, but like a, you know, a tradie or something that's just banging on a hammer yep. and not just, but they're banging on a hammer and they're not really, well, they're, not they're, they're using a different part of their brain, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think musicians, cre creatives, um, artists, things like that, uh, are, are kind of, they're, they're operating from a different kind of part of themselves, okay. a deeper kind of um, more soulful kind of place. This is why I find, I find it odd when some musicians in this crazy two years we've been part of mm. have come out and been quite angry. Mm. Like that's quite odd. Usually I find musicians and songwriters to be quite loving and open. Maybe a bit too much sometimes. Like, hey, you're going to stand for anything. But generally they're quite accepting and uniting of the race, of the human race. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, everyone, you know, it's understandable that anyone would be angry, I guess, given what's what's been going on we've all been through a lot you know no matter where we kind of stand mm. um and anger's you know it's a normal human emotion um especially when we're stressed or we're under the pump mm. um it's a pretty standard human response so um what yeah even even musicians get angry funny enough <laughs> <laughs> what about your music because your music i was listening to it in the car on the way here yeah <clears throat> you got songs like Hold on to hope. Yeah, hold on to hope. Yeah, and then, is... but then another one you got no one saying I killed someone I didn't even know. I was like, what is the well, story that's, behind that song? So that that's yeah. I mean that's um, that's very much metaphorical. I think that song I killed a man I never met. Um, uh, well, I, I, you know, it still kind of comes from the same place. It, it's mm. like we've got to think about each other here because mm. um, that's essentially a song about a king hit. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it still kind of comes from the same place. It's like think of, you know we've got to think about how we're acting here. Um, yeah. I think that's I, I'm I'm generally just fascinated with with humans and the way we work and the way we operate and yeah. um, uh, you know 
kind of a bit of background. My mum's a psychologist, so I've kind Ooh. of grown up with that. Um, and I've been through my own kind of mental health um, journey over the last, you know, kind of started back in about 2014 and yeah. um, grown a lot since then and learned a lot about, about humans. And it just fascinates me. I think we're an incredibly fascinating species. We are. Mm. So how much is that informed like where do you get your muse from so some artists are running out of pain mm. some are taylor swift is always running out of a breakup making great music too but always out of a breakup yeah <laughs> what are you this, writing this has been my struggle i think for the last couple of years like i don't write as predominantly as i probably used to because i used to be really connected you know with a lot of those that anger and the mm. the really you know what i see is kind of you know they're they're very normal human emotions but mm. they're you know used in the wrong way it can be quite unhealthy mm. um you know i've learned about like um trauma bonds and all this kind of thing mm. in uh, in more recent years and it's actually made writing a lot more challenging because a lot of what we tend to write about is mu it's musicians i feel like it's kind of trauma bonding it's talking about yeah it's it's yeah can it's, you explain trauma bonding so trauma bonding i learned about it through uh, a psychologist that i follow uh, online, um, her name's Nicole Pereira or Pierre or something like that. She's called the holistic psychologist. So mm -hmm. she's got a really interesting approach. She's a psychologist, but she also, you know, comes from quite a kind of spiritual realm as mm -hmm. well and understands that, you know, humans, you know, we do have this other element to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're not just kind of machines, Meat you know, yeah. um, there's, there's, you know, there's, 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 there's a reason that we can, you know, predict what, um, I don't know, what adverts coming on the TV next, mm. or we can, mm. you know, those, those aren't just, they're not just flukes, like right. it's intuition at play. Right. Um, and so, yeah, through her, I started learning about trauma bonds, which is uh, a really interesting concept that, you know, when we, we generally meet someone and connect with them, yeah. You know, most of us, we connect through a, a traumatic event that we've both kind of experienced. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, and then so that actually forms, that can form like a relationship that is built on kind of unhealthy foundations, oh. which is then where we kind of get into these kind of push and pull <clears throat> relationships, um, you know, uh, unhealthy uh traumatic relationships uh, and I, I've done it we've all done it I've done it and I still do it like so like, um, so like if you go through something traumatic with someone you become close because you both were in that trauma but why then does that become unhealthy and how um, does that become unhealthy because it it's kind of well yeah I'm not a pro in this by any chance <laughs> um this is just kind of what I've learned but um so I think the idea is that you know that's kind of your foundation you're not you're not you're you're your relationship is built upon the past, not where you want to go or, oh, yeah. or what you learned from it. Like, yeah. I, think I think that's the thing. Don't quote me on this, but I think she talks about, you know, the healthier way to go about things is going, yep, look, I've been through this yep. and this is how I grew from it. This is what it did for me. This yes. is the amazing things that came from it. And then, you know, kind of talking on that regard, not, not necessarily like, well, fuck that person or whatever, yeah. you know? Um, well, usually it is that, that to me. It, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. do you remember that time that they yeah. did this? Fuck them, you yeah. know? Like it's... Um, you get and stuck there. Mm. Okay, okay, I get it. 
Yeah, so I can't even remember where. where oh, we... so you, well, you've been doing some trauma bonding. Are you saying we've all been doing? We've it, all done it. You're we've aware all of it. it. We're all and, and I'll look. I'll continue to do it throughout my life. Like, yeah. but it's just it's just being aware of it, I guess, and catching yourself out yeah. when that's happening. Um, but you're saying and, this has made your your and writing, it's made writing really challenging because because a lot of my older work was yeah. was just it was just flat out like fuck you, you know? How yeah. dare you do this to me? Like. Right. Um, and so I don't want to really write about that anymore, like because mm -hmm. I can see uh, that maybe that's not the way. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, why you're writing things like "Hold On to Hope." You're talking forward. Yeah, it's like um, we can we can grow from this stuff, you know? What, yeah. what can we? Yeah, sure. Like we've all been through things. We all go through things. Like you know, no matter where we stand, what our circumstances are, there's there's trauma there that's going to happen like yeah. it's just kind of part of life and i think it's actually there for a purpose to kind of um to to teach us the lessons we need to learn and yeah. uh, to get us to the places that we actually want to go but we don't actually have the skills that we we need to get there yet so we right. go through these yeah. kind of traumatic events in order to build those skills and that resilience and all that stuff but unfortunately not everyone kind of um kind of builds those skills they they, mm. they keep on they keep on in that vicious cycle of, mm. um but music can help us absolutely be self and yeah and process these things and i think <clears throat> a lot of people you would hear this a lot because i haven't told people yet but you know you're a touring musician you see a lot of people you play a lot of shows mm. and uh, you've been doing it for a while and so you must have a lot of people coming to your writing to you saying hey this song Help me through this season or help me understand this about myself yeah and look i actually see that as um <coughs> as kind of I mean, it all, like inspiring people has always been the driving force for me. Like I, mm. I, I talk about it quite often with people. You know, people think I'm a musician, but mm. or sorry, people think McDonald's is a burger company, right? right? But right. it's a real estate company. Yes, yes. And so people think I'm a musician, but I, I actually just want to get out there and inspire people. Like it's actually, you know, the music is, I love it, mm. and I, you know, I, it's constantly flowing through my head. And mm. um, but you know, my my real driver is like that feeling when I go and play a show yeah. and I speak to someone after the show whilst I'm signing their CD or something and they tell me this, like they tell me their story, <laughs> hey, a CD. CD or vinyl or <laughs> tape, cassette yeah, tape yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, you know, they tell me their story. They, yeah. they open up to me yeah. and I say a couple of words to them or whatever and then I get an email from them or a message on, on my socials yeah. a couple of months later saying that that changed their life. And wow. like that to me, like it tingles like just right now, like that's, that's what drives me. It's How rewarding. Amazing, yeah. Did that come, because I'm, I'm having some experiences with this but I didn't know it would happen. Mm. So when you started, were you like me when you just started to do something or did you know all along that you, you might be able to inspire people and change lives? Uh, I, I had f like um, from quite an early age, like I, I, I had this, I don't talk about much, but I had this reoccurring dream when I was, I must, I, I don't even know, I must be somewhere between six and nine years old or something like that, where I used to have, um, I used to, the, in the dream, I, I would, you know, I'd just be going about life, but I had this like world in my stomach. A well? A world. A world. It was a world in my stomach. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you know that world that you know whether it was stormy or it was yep. sunny and operating really nicely uh it um it you know de depended on what i fed myself like if i fed myself shit 
the world would turn to shit. Yes. And um, if I felt that, that to myself like good stuff, sunny days. You're talking like, about food. You're talking about a diet of attention. Yeah, Bias, yeah, music, video, everything. Food. I think. I mean, I was too. I was probably just food back then, okay. but it just stuck with me. Like, yeah. um, and so I've just never forgotten about that. Like, and it, yeah, and to me, that spoke to me. Like, okay, like, you know, obviously, you know, the world is a massive place, but mm. I have like we all have a role to play here, right? Mm. And um, and if I go out there and I, you know, give people good stuff. Maybe I can just influence in a small way a little bit of good mm. change. Um, okay. is that, that's yeah. really cool. Is, that, is there a direction to that change? Because this is something I've noticed with the people I interview. Most of us want to improve other people's lives, inspire them and so on. Mm. Some of us have an agenda. Like I want to inspire them to get into, it might be a religion or it might be a way of life or being fit and healthy for the fitness junkies I've had across from me or whatever. But others are more general. Like, no, I just want to make, let them find their way or like, do you totally. have Totally. Yeah, no, I, I don't have, like, I just, I, if anything, I just want to inspire people to live the life that they actually want to live. Okay. Like um, live a life that they, you know, when they're on their, you know, because we're all going to get there, yeah. when they're on their deathbed, yeah. they go, yeah, shit, yeah. Like I did everything that yeah. I wanted to do or at least tried, you know, like um, rather than getting there and going, man, I wish I just did the whole thing differently. Yeah, Because I can't imagine what that feels like. That must be awful. Uh, what, getting on the end. and Getting to the not, end not and then doing... like wishing you'd done it all completely differently. When did you come to that conclusion? Because I didn't get that till 33. Yeah, right. I changed my accent. I changed my wardrobe. I changed my social attention. I changed yeah. how I speak, what I say to people. Thirty-three yeah. is quite late. I thought I'm thirty-six. Uh, I was pretty. I was in my teenage. Like as soon as I uh, got up on stage for the first time, in and your I teens? played. Yeah, in oh, my wow, teens. Wow. Um, I think I've always been pretty stubborn. Like my mum tells me stories of yeah. like even when I was young. You know, my dad trying to get me to sleep. Huh. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> Um, so I think in that regard, like it, it was probably there, you know, from quite a young, like, you know, early teens. Mm. Um, but I don't think it really made sense. Uh, really, really made, I mean, it started making sense once I started playing music and playing gigs and mm. seeing the effect that that could have mm. on a room of people mm. and how amazing that felt. Um, you know, and then I think it really started to make sense. Um, after I went through a pretty heavy depression between 2014 and 2017, mm -hmm. um, which got really, really dark. And then ever since then, it started making even more and more and more sense. Do you want to talk about that 14 to 17? Sure. Period? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you go through and what got you out is really what I want to find out. So mm. what, what, what did you go through? Uh, so uh, in 2014, I'd released a record called Steer the Wheel, Signed with a manager over in the States, um, pretty significant kind of manager. I had the same, Great. had the same, um, same manager as David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> David Hasselhoff is not an artist, right? He's an actor. No, but he, was an, he was just an entertainment oh, okay, manager. Okay. Um, and, uh, and he was in LA and he was, you know, you know, he'd been around since the seventies. He sure. man managed some amazing, mm. uh, he had a really incredible catalog of, of work um, mm. and then yeah from there the idea was that he you know we were going to try and get a, a record deal in the states he thought he could really get that happening for me because that's kind of like the dream for me is is really get over to North America and 
build um, a, you know an audience over there at, to the point where I can kind of you know come and go from Australia to the states. Okay, so side question Europe. while we're here, why? Because mm. every artist wants to break out in the states. Just the level of musicianship over there uh, is pretty pretty remarkable and incredible. Um, yeah. And then I guess just the you know um, the you know the 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 size of, of the population and stuff over there. Ten times, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just makes it makes sense if you want to make a living from this. Yeah. Way more sense than Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, you know, Europe as well. Like, I, 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 you know, I, I kind of want to get it to that point where, yeah, you can kind of just travel from states okay. to Europe to, you know, okay. you're just kind of um, so getting around si- all the time. You signed with him. That's great. Signed with him within six months we had a record label that was interested. They sent me a record contract. Yeah. It was amazing. It was just a 50-50 deal, which is like unheard of. Oh, well, do they usually take more than 50? Uh, in this day and age, there's things kind of called, you know, 360 deals where you've kind of got to pay back every everything. Um, I mean, I'd already released the record, so it's probably a little bit different. Um, yeah. So the record was already done. All that needed to happen was it just needed to be released yeah. over there. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, 50-50 deal. I was 26. Um, to up until that point, like everything had just like been rosy, you know. Just all these opportunities had kind of yeah. come my way quite seamlessly. Yeah. And then it, that was kind of late 2014. Mm. It was December. Everyone kind of had to go on um, on vacation, and um, we decided, you know, we'd come back after the the holiday season, make it happen. But then. I think late January kind of came along and there was, uh, I just got forwarded an email from my then manager. Mm. There was an email that he'd tried to send to the record label and it had bounced. And then he said he tried to call the office. The phones were disconnected. Oh, here we go. And the, the website was gone. Uh. So I was 26, extremely ignorant, not prepared for that at all. Like was like certain that this was happening and yeah. you know, this, this, you know the big break so to speak was coming everything i kind of dreamed of up until that point was about to happen and uh and it didn't it just it was a smack in the face and i thought you know back then just with the the where i was mentally i thought yeah. that was my one opportunity like oh my god if i don't That's get it. all this done by 30 or something like that i'm gone you know yeah it's over um and yeah i just spiraled big time from there and then you know kind of within six months the you know, me and manager parted ways. I started taking crappy little gigs that I didn't want to do in the corner of pubs underneath the fucking TV playing footy, you know, louder than the music. (laughs) And, um, but why why did that spiral, that spiral? Well, that, that triggered stuff, you know, stuff that I needed to work on, um, from my childhood. Uh, I guess that, that sense of, um, you know, not good enough has always been a bit of a thing for me, um, for various reasons, you know, to do with my father and and, and relationships and stuff like that. So that, that really triggered that in me. Um, and I hadn't done the work on it up until that point. So, um, it actually, you know, looking back in retrospect, it's actually the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, easy to say now, mate, go tell yourself in 2014 when it was hell. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly. But you, that's, that's just life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the, the, the shit storm, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. But, but here's what I learned from it. I think now, um, I can, 
you know, in the last two years has kind of been that, I can, I can go through those shit storms with the knowing that it's all right, I've just got to like see this out mm. and then all the good stuff's coming at the end of it, mm. um, which is, is exactly what's, what's happened, you know, um, in terms of, you know, obviously the world is by no means in a, um, in a healthy place right now, but, you know, from my own, um, my own experience and my own kind of life as, you know, an individual, um, I feel so like I, I, I honestly, I was talking to a friend about the other day, like, I really actually feel like I'm getting to this point of like kind of enlightenment, like, yeah. Um, we feeling more free. So much more free. It's just so much more just myself. Yeah. Just happy, open. Yeah. Talk about anything with anyone. That's cool. Not scared of what they might think of me. Um, and you, uh, you similar to me, low thirties. Yeah, thirty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, it's good because you've got plenty of life left to live. With so this, much more. Yeah. Freedom, ah, right? look, I, I'm convinced. I'll, I'm going to 120, man. Like oh, by the time I'm that age, yeah, yeah. that's going to be the life expectancy anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe fake hearts and so on. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah. hang on, how did you get out? So you're you're in the depth of doing dodgy pub gigs and stuff. Mm. What? Yeah. What got you out of all this funk? Uh, well, I, I, you know, in 2000, early 2017 was kind of the lowest point for me. So, uh, there was two, two solid years of really heavy depression there. And then, uh, I picked up a phone and asked for some help. I called a psychologist and started the work. Your mum? You see your mum that was like... Well, my mum got me through the hardest day in my life, like the day. So... You know, and I hope this doesn't trigger anyone out there, but I'd rather talk about it openly Please. and honestly. Yeah. So I was, I was a day, I'd made a plan on how I was going to go. Yeah. I'd made a plan. I was less than 24 hours away from that. Okay. Uh, and I had, a, I was living out near Essendon back then. I had a studio and, um, and I was sitting in that studio that day and I just, you know, I was just a mess. I'd mm. totally broken down, you know, preparing myself to, to say goodbye pretty mm. much. And then something just kicked in and just said, like, just call your mum. Like, just call yeah. your freaking mum. Yeah. Called my mum and she came out and she dragged me through that next 24 hours. Right. Literally. Um, Staying by your side, talking with you. Yep. Come on, we're going for lunch, you know. Oh, okay. um, we're going out and we're going to go out. And I think, you know, I remember she took me to a record store or something like that. And said, you know, wow. I'll buy you a record or something like that. Just would have been hard seeing, for it. You would have been like a wet mop, like just... Being I was gone, around. man. I was yeah. so gone. You can ask people because um, it was around my birthday. Um, you can ask people that were at that that birthday. Then I was I was not there. Mm. I was not there. Um, mm. Yeah, just like it gets me a little bit. Yeah, mm. pretty sad thinking about it. Um, just for those people that were there. What a cool mum. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, from there it just it all started turning. Like literally, once I was through that day, yeah. like and I not 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 effortlessly. Like it took yeah. a lot of work. I, I still like I've got a psychologist appointment after this. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still doing the work, and yeah. I'll continue to do the work yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I'm just convinced that that's 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 the journey that we're all yeah. here to do. Like do the work. Like we're here to um, don't suppress it. That doesn't help. That's what that's we used mo- to That's do. what I've learned anyway. Yeah. yeah, don't don't suppress it. Like, um, so yeah, I guess just from there, it all started to turn. Once I really started, like, so then gradually, gradually over gradually, a year or whatever. Oh, come out. yeah, probably five years. I think. Five years, like, okay. I mean, you're still working at this in, during that time. 
Yep. Still producing records and stuff? Yep. Uh, uh, released one, a little EP, five-track EP. What, what one was Which that? was a real, uh, it's, just, it's just a self-titled EP. Okay. Um, so if we listen to that one mm. on Spotify or wherever we can yep. find it, that will be coming out of those dark... Yeah, I think so. Songs like Howling at the Moon was very much oh, about the vicious that cycle that I was that I was in and and, um, and then uh, Slow and Steady was very much thinking about like, you know, what yeah. do what do I want how do I want to feel like on mm. that last day mm. or that last hour or whatever. Like, you know, what do I want to create here mm. um, and, and leave as a legacy? Um, so yeah, I think there there definitely are. And you know, even Killed a Man I Never Met was mm. probably um, really reflecting on um you know my past which up you know up until that point there was maybe you know not so much in between in my early 20s you know I'd really kind of once I started playing music I think I kind of got away from a lot of but there was a lot of violence and stuff in my younger days and alcohol and uh you're in a bad family environment or you're uh, in a bad no, not necessarily um no I mean in the grand scheme of things I had a pretty pretty good upbringing um there was definitely, you know, like all of us, there was trauma there. Yeah, but where's um, the violence and alcohol and everything come from? Father's influence. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but it was all me. I did it all. Like, okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying that was, he didn't do it to me. Sure. It was, it was, I hadn't, I didn't know myself well enough back then to catch myself out. Yeah. Like, it was all my own behaviour. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it all just it all just started to change from two thousand and seventeen onwards, um, and I can honestly say, like, since picking up that phone, I talk about this at shows as well. Like, yeah. Since picking up that phone, just being vulnerable and just going, you know what, I'm going to put it all on the table. It's like this can't go on like this. This is not this is not how life should feel. I don't think. Um, and I can honestly say, like, just slowly but surely since that day, yeah. even with, you know, it hasn't just been... Of course, of course. You're human still. Yeah, yeah. like the last two years has been extremely challenging. There's been mm. some real darkness come through in that time. But mm. I can honestly say, like, yeah, since, since then, it's, it's been getting better and better. So the moral of the story is pick up the phone if you're in that dark place. I, Call I someone. highly encourage it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and if it doesn't work... The first time, like dust yourself off and try again, and mm. but it's different for everyone as well. Like you know, I think not everyone's path is a psychologist. There's mm. so many other of ways course. and avenues these days. Yeah. But but the main thing is 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 getting it, like releasing it. Yeah. Like not built, not holding it inside and building it, letting it build up. Like I've, yeah. I've really learned that emotions are are something that that are there to pass through us, not to uh. hold on to. I'm um, convinced that gives you cancer and that kind of thing. You know, decades yeah, okay. of bitterness or, or those bottled up emotions. Oh, mm. Where does that energy go? How can mm. you be so beside yourself about something that happened for 30 years and I've got family members who are still holding on to so stuff? So you, you, are, you are convinced or you're not convinced? I am convinced. I'm so convinced. I'm like, that's going to give you an issue. I'm yeah. telling you. Yep. Deal with it. Yep, totally. And thoughts, you know, yeah. thoughts, um, What the thoughts that we really uh, pay the most attention to um well, this is your world on the inside what we're feeling that's it, in. man that's it you know before we started uh, filming you asked me how did this start and i gave mm. you the what i thought was a good answer but i'm now just thinking through as a shallow answer because yeah. it actually came out of a similar thing yeah planned out my last day and did in the whole thing and wow. and and out of that came a whole bunch of you know i've shared it elsewhere and then something good has come from it um 
I'm convinced also that some of the greatest things have been birthed, like your career and my career, have been birthed through incredible pain and trials. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, and that's exactly where I was going to go next. Like, isn't, isn't that just proof that, like, if we can all just, you know, accept that there's going to be, there's going to be some pain, there's going to be some suffering, mm. like that's kind of part of life and it's there as a tool to actually elevate us. What if everyone adopted that, that mindset? Um, I don't know, would there be less pain and suffering or would there be more? I don't know, but, but would, that, um, would that give people more hope like mm. in those times? Like would that make that, that journey um, not necessarily easier, mm. but would it make it more meaningful? in that moment because uh, that's been my experience it's like okay like now just everything like i don't know like uh, not that it's happened but example like i don't know someone crashes into you in your car and mm. you're like, ah, crap now mm. i've got to mm. go spend all this money on my car or whatever mm. i sit there now and i go okay why why is this happening like mm. and i really assess it all and see you know see the positives and negatives and like because there's always both mm. uh, in every situation and just look for the lessons in in in, that, in all that. So, well, I feel like the last two years that we've been talking about, of course, we're referring to basically COVID nineteen sweeps the earth, and, mm. and a lot of things happen with governments and so on. Uh, a lot of us have not been processing and embracing and doing what you just described—the car crash. We've mm. been just running from pain. And please mm. make take it away, mm. keep me safe, make it easier, hide mm. under the doona. Totally, not healthy. Yeah, I think that we're we're there's a big. We're, we're all looking through or kind of going through a big magnified moment at the moment. We're all really getting, is this the way we want to continue? I would argue that your role is very important and, and everyone in, in a certain way. But, you know, I don't care who writes the laws of the nation. Let me write it songs. You know, mm -hmm. uh, what you provide for people through music. I mean, people ask me how I um, stay calm with some of the stuff I have to report on. Mm. I get the same reaction to everyone else. Some stupid thing happens and I'm like, oh, how can they do that right? And I get really angry, but yeah. I don't get on camera. Yeah. I go and I hit music. Yeah. And then I get myself right, get my soul right. And then when I come back, it's a very different thing that comes out on camera. So yeah. your role is is so important. Mm. So thank you for doing it. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. With with music, let's talk about the actual music. How yeah. do you write? How, how, like, are you, um, you're a, you play obviously guitar, mm. play other yep. instruments. Yeah, I do. Like, so my, my show is, um, is at the moment I, I do like a solo kind of one man yep. band kind of show. Um, with a lot of looper pedals or something. No looping. Oh. It's all completely live, but I've got like a drum set kind of, I've, you know, I've got this kind of quite mechanical yeah. <laughs> contraption in front of me, drum set, play some harmonica and Ooh. sing. Uh, and I'm kind of doing it all at the same time. So, wow. um, you know, there's legs flying everywhere and yeah. guitar shredding and yeah. oh, um, so it's an wailing electric... and electric guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so that uh, keeps me busy on stage. Mm. It's quite a workout. It keeps me fit as well. Yeah, so like a two-hour <laughs> performance, right? And a gig? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Shows kind of go anywhere between yeah an hour and 15 minutes and two hours, depending on... How much fun me and the crowd are having and okay. how much energy i've got left in me and uh yeah um but it is it's ex extremely physical um yeah. yeah if anyone jumps on and watches a, a video of the full thing in in works yeah, yeah. i come off stage literally just dripping in sweat yeah. even in winter you know like mm. so how that means you you couldn't do two shows in one day 
You'd have to. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, you, yeah. you can. Yeah, like a. Recover yeah, for an I, hour and go again. Yeah, well, it's all just. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is mindset. This is, this is the thing, isn't it? The brain is a. The mind is a powerful thing. And then what? You do a few days and then you crash for three days? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. If, I think it really just depends on like what what um what is in the schedule like what's next like what needs to be done next and like if it needs to really needs to be done if it's important like you'll get it done what about coping mechanisms like some of the famous Mm. bands of old they'll use drugs primarily but anything you just things to cope to get through have you felt that draw uh, in the industry uh no, nah, maybe, and maybe that's just the the genre of music that I'm in. Like, definitely alcohol. Early days, yeah. there was a lot of drinking in my in my when I first started touring around. Um, As a coping mechanism, or socially to fit in, or probably a bit of both, okay. to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was probably still coming from an unhealthy, unhealthy um, attitude, or uh, sorry, not attitude, but like um, just an unhealthy approach. You yeah. know, I hadn't done that work yet. Okay, you know, I uh, just thought. This is this is the only way that I can be myself. You yes, know, is yes. Drink, drink, drink. Um, so, do you not buy that that idea that um, some of the greats in history, some of the greatest works, were done to... when they were on heroin or mm. they were completely beside themselves or whatever? You know? Yeah, look, I think definitely that you know drugs, and I think we're we're really getting to a point where we're starting to um, see it with hallucinogenics. You know, mm. um, you can it can take you to a different place. Yeah. Not that I've ever done it. Yeah. But um, I'm a pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty very straight, straight musician. <laughs> um, but I've I've done it in other ways. Like I've mm. done it through meditation. I've gone ah. to, to some amazing places. Yeah. Meditation, out of body experiences. You know, feelings of like just this this something just flushing like through wow. my whole body. And you know, and you'd love float um, tanks then. I've never done float oh, tanks. Oh, so good. Yeah, got to do it. Yeah, kind of. I I don't know whether I mean. I can overcome it or whatever, but I don't know whether I'd get claustrophobic or. You can also um, do open air float tanks with a whole room. It's just the thing in a dark room. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's yeah, just it just enhances meditation. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Beautiful. Okay, so yeah, so do you not buy that you need to be um, broken or or completely off your face to produce the greatest music in the world? I fucking hate that. Oh really? Yeah, okay. I think that is that that uh, see. One of my frustrations, I think, with the, the with arts in general is that, you know, the struggling musician, the tortured the, artist, the tortured <laughs> art, like it's so and 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 it's not. It's once again, it's not healthy. Like we gotta we gotta we gotta get beyond that. Mm. Uh, you know, why can't we have a world where artists aren't broken and struggling and? Because it brings um, color, Sean. It brings interest to songs. T- I get, I do get that totally. Um, what would Tay Tay write about if she didn't break up with someone every year? This is the struggle. This is the struggle <laughs> I'm going through at the moment. You know, like it is. It, it. But you know, maybe it's maybe it's time to move beyond that. Oh. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I, I get really frustrated uh, at the. Um, the uh some of the subtle kind of notions um in the industry or or the Mm. mentality of of a lot of people in the industry um which i don't think actually helps us as an industry we stay in this spot where we're kind of can someone please help or can someone donate like you know support please support me yeah it is it's like it's where i think you know 
if I was if I was the CEO of a a big company yeah. or whatever, yeah. um, you know, a striving, thriving um, company, would would I be you know going? Oh, Please, please yeah. buy my CD. You know, I'd be going, no, this CD, you need this CD. So this is how you advertise this, well, with that attitude. I, I, I try. Yeah. yeah, I try I try to catch myself out. And look, it's still there. Yeah, like, sure, sure. You know, the first, you know, more than half of my career, it was, it was built on that foundation. Like struggling um, artist thing. Struggling yeah, artist, yeah. you know, help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or, you know, laugh about, you know, oh, I need, I need to sell, you know, one CD to get home tonight. You know, oh, or someone buy it. Or, you know, like... It is, there is there is um humor in it absolutely but yeah, yeah i think just as a as a general kind of as, you know in general in the industry I, I see it i think it traps a lot of people like they get yeah. stuck in that yeah um and believe that that's just the way it has to be it sounds like overall like a poverty mindset a limiting yeah. belief type totally system. it's a limiting belief yeah absolutely yeah. but as an as an industry i think it's there like it's yeah it's it's a it's this yeah, like no doubt, like the industry right now is, is pretty broken. Like it's okay. it's it's struggle town for a lot of people. Um, what, why? But the only way we're going to shift that is to, I think, you know, to start really not doing things the way that they've always kind of been done and thinking the way that we've always thought. Like I really do believe that, you know, a shift in mindset and all that kind of thing can, can change things. So. What is the hard reality of things like Spotify? Because we're told that they can screw artists. Others mm. have said I wouldn't exist except for Spotify. They say it about YouTube as well. For content well, content. they've been saying that about record labels and stuff at the end of the day as well. But yeah. this is the thing. Like, So it's, I think it's time for artists to start recognising that they signed the deal. Right. Like if you don't, if, if, if you know, read the, read, the, read the terms and conditions. Like yeah. take the time. Don't just sign away because you want to just get elevated and then mm. um, think that that's going to last forever or, you know, that that might not happen or what. Like, like do your research. Like, do mm. your due diligence. Like, maybe it's time to start taking some responsibility and, and rather than saying, ah, the label fucked mm. me over, mm. going, all right, well, okay, that, I did that mm. because mm. I signed that deal. I put myself in that position this is the lesson I've got to learn. Like taking some responsibility, I think is, mm. um, and it's not just, it's not just musicians and artists and all that. I think that's just it's, people yeah, in it's general. It's time to start like, nah, you know, I, 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 you know, it may not be my fault, but it is my, my responsibility. That's a good line. It may not be my fault, but it is my responsibility. Mm. It applies to all of us, especially our childhoods. Mm. <laughs> Hey, so Spotify, like things like Spotify and gigs and stuff. Yeah. Where, where, where do you get your income from? Is Spotify like useless? Oh, totally. Okay, it's just for brand 100%. building. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just the way that you know I do. I listen to my music that way yeah, these days. Um, but but Spotify can also. I think um, you know Spotify has actually been a game changer in a lot of positive ways as well. Like okay. sure, like the industry has changed the way that artists kind of you know earn money or whatever has, has changed dramatically uh i think you know not that i was there but you know 70s 80s mm. even probably early 90s the, a lot of that income was coming through just you know you could just release a song mm. put it out there mm. and live off your royalties whereas that's kind of changed a bit now um but you know i don't think artists could sell out a show overseas in their first show ever in london they couldn't sell out a thousand seat room mm. the first time they ever went over there mm. back in that that they had to kind of get over there 
do the promo, go and do the interviews on the mm. radio, do, you know, go over there 10 times, do 10 gigs or whatever, build a, um, a vibe, mm. build a, an audience. Um, so like anything, there's, there's, there's positives and negatives. I think Spotify has really opened up the, the, um, the possibilities of, of, you know, building a, an audience at scale um, really quickly now, mm -hmm. which what, what might have taken, you know, five, maybe <clears throat> 10 years in the past can now happen in two or three, mm. if that. So, so where do, where do you look to for income? Is it live gigging? Yeah. Is it, okay. Yeah. And that's, just, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's just where my passion lies as well. Like, uh, you know, I think, um, I mean, as I get older, I think I, I enjoy the studio, being yeah. in the studio and being creative in that regard more and more, but, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily pay the bills, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I think the you know, the real passion lies in actually getting out there yeah. and connecting people like this, like and having, you know, playing those songs and then having those conversations at yeah. the end of the gig. That's where I feel like I can have like genuine, like serious impact on, 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 you know, on people and, um, and really, you know, inspire them. But there's the other people in the industry as well, I guess that would be the same, right? The money's dried up from just sitting in the studio and releasing a song. Mm. You've got to work now as a musician, get out there and tour. Yeah. That's how you're surviving. Yeah, this totally. what I'm hearing. Mm. So what about the actual mechanics of writing? Because I'm a musician myself. Right? Oh, right. <clears throat> do, you, um, do you have a specific... Do, okay, put it this way. Do you rely on hooks or rhythms or chord structures or what, how do you literally write your songs musically uh if there was a formula that i stuck to i think yeah. i would have written a lot more songs yeah um and yeah it's all very it's pretty organic for me it's just i, I hear things like i can hear well, like i can a hear melody. a chord, chord progression oh, or a melody okay. or a, a lick you know yeah. on the guitar or a or um you know even like a you know some lyrics can like just yeah. kind of come into my head um and you know, there's generally there's, and this is the the struggle I think of most musicians. It's like, you know, do I drop everything else that I kind of got to get done in today, yes, and follow this path, or do I, oh. you know, do the the stuff that needs to be done? Yeah. Um, and so that's generally, you know, the do the lick, do the song. Don't worry about the baz. I know. I don't. Yeah. Want, I don't care about your baz. I care about <laughs> the song the you're gonna give me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and that's that's usually look. I think it especially more and more, the more that I just, um, I'm, I'm kind of starting to just trust life, like, um, and kind of, yeah, comfortably just step into that, that flow. And, uh, yeah, the more, the more I do it, the more I just go, yep, this is happening right now. Okay, cool. Everything else is off the table for the day. It's going to have to wait. Sorry. Um, sorry, everyone who's sent me an email this morning. Uh, it's probably not going to come back to you for another 24 hours, maybe 48, maybe week. So you work that, say a lick or whatever's come to your mind, you work it, work it, work it, trying to explore what feels good. Yeah, like I find that that initial flow moment is where most of the idea will generate. Like, yeah. uh, And then, so that's a really pivotal moment for me as a writer. Like it's like, okay, cool. I've just got to like, it's almost just like, I've just got to like do the reps, like really yes. quickly get them all yes. done until I'm like spent, completely spent. Right. And then I can like walk away and like recover for a bit and then I can kind of 
go and do my stretches, you know, and okay. kind of... Um, well, so you're refining the song later? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, and I think, yeah, I think I've, um, you know, in the past I, I really battled with quite a lot of perfectionism yes. and all that kind of thing. So it was a really long, painful process, yeah. whereas nowadays I'm a bit more... The songs I've just been writing in more recent times, it's uh, a bit more flowing and free and um, less thinking about, like, where it's going to end up like am i going to release this on spotify yeah. or just going no this is like this is just happening i'm just going to be in this moment right now flow with it and just decide the rest later like it actually doesn't matter right now because that's later i tried to do that with dreams you mm. know you think you've got such a profound thing when you're dreaming so i, I literally walk out of the bedroom because my, my wife so i walk out and i'd start record on my phone what greatest plan or invention i just dreamt up and then go back to sleep. But yeah. then when I listen back to it in the morning, it's garbage. Oh, totally. <laughs> what was that? You're not even coherent, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But like kudos for you to like for exploring it nonetheless. I, I think too many people have that experience and then go, ah, oh, well then I won't pursue it from now on. But See, like, I did. I gave up. Maybe I should continue mm. trying to explore my creative side. Well, yeah, I think I, I, I've, I've got this, like, I think we're actually all, like, creative, um, you know, humans in general as yeah. a species are creatives. Right. So, you know, even, you know, a lawyer is creative. They, mm. they, they create the law and how mm. to navigate that. And a, mm. a, a tradie is creative. Mm -hmm. They build houses. Like, every, look around us. Like, everything... Mm. Um, no matter where you look, pretty much is, is there's some sense there's some sort of human creation mm. there. Um, so I, I don't really kind of yeah buy. I think we're all art, artists and creatives mm. in some regard. Okay. Uh, I think that's actually our kind of truest nature. Okay. But as we create, we all have kind of uh, signatures, right? So mm. when I play, uh, I play a number of instruments. Piano is probably my 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 favorite. People can hear a track and say, oh, you, you, they can tell whether I've played a CD or I've played it. And I said, how do you, oh, there's a way that you play. I don't know if it's, there's a style or whatever. Yeah. And so you hear that with the artists. Uh, even if you wrote a song that I haven't heard before, if I'm familiar with your music, it'd be like it has that feel to mm. it. Right. So um, where you're saying that you write quite broadly with different all over the shop, but yeah. is there still like a fingerprint, a, a kind of a signature tone or a, a thing throughout all of your music that binds it all together? Probably, but that's not for me to decide, is it? Oh, okay. I guess like it's uh, not deliberate then. It's for us to observe. No, I don't. I don't think so. Like, there's probably there's probably little methods. That, that, like when I'm writing, I don't sit there and go, "Oh, I've got to put my signature on this." Like, uh, yeah. um, you might do it naturally though. Exactly. Yeah, it's like walking, isn't it? Like we've all got a different it's style different of gait, walking, yeah. um, and we don't necessarily do it. Well, do Deliberately, know? we don't go. Oh, I'm not. You know, my knee's not in the right place right now. You know, like we just do it. Of course. Do you know Brian Culbertson? No. Oh, okay, I'm trying to think of an artist that you might know, but they, they always, I guess, well, Taylor Swift. Like everything yeah. she writes has the same sort of a. You know, that's mm. writing by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess when you find that thing that resonates with the people, you double down on it. But then I've heard artists say, I've been typecast, and actors say this too, mm. and I'm stuck in this, like she was stuck in this country moment. Yeah. And then they're trying to desperately break out of that successful box that they were placed in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, I think that's just the journey of, of an artist. Maybe it's just the journey of life. Like we get typecast, we get, and then, and then we go, no, I'm actually not. I'm not, you know, 
even right now I, I sit here and go, I like I am is a really interesting statement, right? This is just stuff I've learned through meditation. Like I am, you know, I just am. Like I'm not a musician. Right. Like I'm just me or you know a soul right and i play music okay but i'm not a musician like right. i am not a musician right. like i am not a. it's a it's a massive like thing to get your head around yeah, but yeah, um yeah. And, and you know i think that's where that resistance that typecasting kind of comes from it's like no like like subconsciously we all know like we just we're just free we're just so it'd be challenging for you then if i asked what kind of music do you make can you mm. say the genre or does it, what, can you put yourself in a box? Like I, I, you know, fundamentally the shows and, and my music at the moment is, at the moment is, yeah. um, is uh, kind of promoted as blues, soul, yeah. singer-songwriter, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like I love all music done well and, I, yeah. you know, even like what I'm writing, stuff, some of the stuff, demos uh, at home, you know, they're, there, there's country songs there's you know there's attempts at um yeah. you know r&b soul kind of yeah. okay. stuff and there's there's all kinds of stuff like i yeah i i don't I, in the past when i've tried to like stick to a genre or a sound mm. it's never gone well for me um i, mm. I went to a really cool uh, i did australian music week up in sydney a couple of years back and they mm. had paul kelly come in and do a like a uh um like an interview up on stage. Mm. Um, and he said something that really just resonated with me. And I went, Oh, okay. I get yeah. it now. Like for me, he said that he, he doesn't write, you know, an album. He doesn't plan what an album's going to be about or yeah. what it's going to sound like. He just writes. Yeah. And then as he writes, he puts like songs in boxes and goes, cool. These ones kind of fit together. Maybe that's an album. Oh. And these ones fit together and yeah, maybe that's another album like right. as opposed to and it, everyone's different i guess like I, I know artists that are they can just go i want to write an album about this yes. and then they go out and do it yeah. um whereas i have found you know since since that interview watching that um i've just gone yeah just write yeah figure the rest out later okay mm. all right <clears throat> so what are you doing now you um you have you signed any new contracts what are you how's your career going at the moment, I'm back to square one at the moment. I'm kind of self-managed. I'm touring, self, yeah. self-booking myself at the moment. Um, but yeah, out on tour, doing a tour that was the Holding On To Hope tour, yes. single release tour. That yeah. was, the single was released in June or June last year, I think. 2021, yeah. So yeah, we've got rescheduled. So we've got two more, two more shows that were from that rescheduled bunch um, mm. to go. So Albury and Canberra uh, in a couple of weeks. And then... Um, and then from there, I'm just, I'm just extending the tour. I just want to play as many shows as possible this year. Around Australia? All over the place, yeah, yeah. wherever. Try and get overseas. Yeah. Um, yeah, just as many. I think it will predominantly just be Australia this year. Like, um, okay. I'm, you know, there's no so rush. There's a lot of people, a lot of country to cover. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that just need to come back together and, and go to a gig and yeah. connect with music again and connect with you know, connect with others and, and be in a room of people and feel that, that kind of collective energy. Um, yeah. And I see uh, I've got a role to play in that. Like, um, and so, yeah, my mission for the rest of the year is just, and probably, you know, next year as well, is just play as many shows as you possibly can. 
Okay. Like sprint. Like now is time for me to sprint. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, we feel the same way. Create as much mm. content as we can. Just sprint. Yeah. <laughs> See sprint. what happens. Yeah. It's time. Life is a marathon. Like sometimes there's yeah. times where you got to up the pace, and like to me it feels like, you know, the last two years is the pace has been quite quite slow mm. Um, mm. Uh, for obvious reasons. But now it's now it's time to get out there and sprint and and really try and impact as many people as possible. All right. Well, let's um, finish with some hypotheticals. Uh, mm. It'll learn a bit about how your mind works. Yeah. All right. So, magic wand. I'll give you a magic wand. Cool. All right. How do you fix the entire world with your magic wand? Fix the entire world? Maybe the world's already fixed. Ooh. Maybe it's happened just the way it's supposed to happen, exactly as it's happening, and there's nothing to fix. Wow. Oh, I've asked a lot of people that question. Haven't heard that. Don't need to fix the world. <clears throat> well, maybe it's just it's it's all just happening as as it's meant to happen. Like mm. hard as that may be to comprehend mm. or um maybe it's the it's it's this notion that we need to fix things that's that's maybe the problem in the first place i love that you've questioned i've been waiting for someone to question the notion like yeah. it's a pretty hardcore statement fix the entire world and everyone's like yeah or i'll fix it this way i'm like oh so that was the most interesting answer i've ever had cool all right what about this one um you wake up tomorrow everyone's gone yeah alone on the planet they're all dead all gone what would you do with your days smile to who? Myself. Well, you would look for a mirror? <laughs> nah, I just, I just like, I'm still, I'm still here experiencing the journey. What a beautiful thing. What would it be like with no people though? Challenging, extremely challenging, but man, what a, what an opportunity. Opportunity to do what? What would you- To like, go through to that go challenge, to live that challenge. Yourself. Whew. It's dark. That, it's so dark, but we've already talked about it like great things come from those dark moments don't they i know it's just that the very core of everything we're talking about we assume we're in a world with people and as much as we often say i hate people and i want to be alone mm. to truly be alone and wake up like in the movie i am legend with will smith to forget the zombies but just waking up alone mm. it's like what you know everything kind of disappears all of our preening and our signaling and getting a bigger house and a nicer car or becoming mm. You know, just other people, even like what you're doing, writing music for other people, they're all gone. Like that, this this hypothetical really spins me out. It makes me question, mm. why do I exist? Well, are, are they gone? Go looking for them. Well, well yeah, I was more thinking like, you know, once we're, once we're gone in a physical sense, are we actually gone? Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Spiritual. Mm. Well, I, I'm a big believer in like soul. Like we're, soul. yeah, spirit and yeah. soul. Yeah. And that that death is it's just a doorway, man. Like to a, what? To a, I guess a different dimension or something like that. You know, like um, just a different, different experience, mm. um, a different call it reality or, yeah. Um, so and but I, I I you know I do think we like we can still and we've all had. It goes back to like the the. Um, the intuition thing, right? Yeah. Like people, you know, we've all had that moment where we've gone, oh man, I'm about to trip over and then we trip over. Yeah. And we go, oh, what a fluke that yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah, or or yeah. so-and-so is about to call me and then they call. Yes. And we keep on denying that, that that's, there's more to that. Like, right. why would it happen if there wasn't more to it, I guess is my question. You don't buy the And which is, which is the more exciting life to live? Right. Like, is the more exciting life to go, ah, no, that's just a fluke. Yeah. Or to go, holy crap, like, that's amazing. Like, I knew that was going to happen before it even happened. Yeah. Um, so to me, like, that's the more exciting, like, 
we have a choice in how we want to live our life, right? Like mm. everyone has a choice. Like life is nothing but choices. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go left or I'm going to go right or I'm going to go straight ahead or, um, you know, what's the more exciting choice to make? Yeah, every time I listen to musicians and creatives talk and now I don't often, I've only had, I think three or four on the show now, mm. I feel like I'm looking through the world through a, a very, very different lens yeah. to most other people. Yeah. It's quite cool. Mm. Okay. Uh, if you could go back in history to witness anything, mm. what would you want to witness? Howlin' Wolf playing on stage. Who, who is that? Howlin' Wolf. Um, <laughs> Can't be that famous, but I don't know who they are. Yeah, old blues musician. He's kind of, kind of my hero, I guess. Um, Howlin' Wolf. US? And he died in the uh, either late 80s or early 90s, I think. US. Oh, recent. Yeah. Recent. Okay. Relatively, yeah. Um, but he, you know, a lot of his music was produced kind of um, through the 50s, 60s, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, it just a, seemed like a, the ultimate kind of entertainer. Um, so you'd want to be part very, of the audience and experience the show? I think it would have been, yeah, it would have been amazing. That was just the first thing that came to mind. There's mm. so many things I'd, I'd go back and, and do. You know, I'd be, be in the room whilst the Beatles were writing Let It Be or something. Really? Or, um, or I'd, you it's know, all music-based, these things. Well, yeah, but that's just, so I know. guess that's just, um, those are just the first things that come to mind. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe I'd, I'd be here for the Big Bang or however it all started. If it all started, like, there's a yeah. thing, isn't it? There's so many possibilities. Okay. And what do you think about utopia? Do you know the concept of going to this perfect mm. destination where everything's wonderful? There's a really interesting quote about um, the, the greatest... No, I don't know if it's, the quote is a lie, the greatest lie that's ever been told or the greatest notion that's ever been kind of created is that we're not already in that utopia. Mm. Like that, that, that heaven is something that we've got to go to or, you know, that we're not already there. But clearly not having it, not seeing it manifest. Uh, I, I actually, yeah, yeah, maybe. Or, um, yeah. Actually, I watched something the other day, and they talked about, um, you know, we're all we're all living in heaven. We've just gone to like a lot of us have just gone to sleep, and so we think we're living uh, in hell. Or, uh, but we're asleep. Yeah, we just got to wake up. That's intriguing. Mm. Yeah. I like it. Once again, I like it's like which 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 life do you want to live? Do you want to live the the the, the life that just says that no, nah, there's no, you know, this is just the way it is. This is just the poss like the possibilities aren't there, or um, or I don't have that intuition, or I don't, you know, or do you want to live the one um, that feels more exciting? And what about living? So I just bought chickens, cool right? backyard chickens. I live Beautiful. in suburbia. Yeah, and. Uh, I sometimes look at them and they have a nice little life yeah. because they have a nice little chicken brain. Yeah. So the idea of living ignorant in a smaller world, they, you can actually be quite happy. And sometimes I look at the people who are more intellectually advanced than us, like say an Elon Musk or these or Eric Weinstein. <clears throat> they almost seem a little bit tortured in a way mm. because they're aware of, of, of so much. And so, you know, this whole interview we've been talking about being more aware is a good thing. Yeah. But I, I'm just, this thought's coming to me now, this idea mm. of being too aware. Yeah. Maybe living a life of ignorance can be bliss. Maybe. Yeah. But clearly not something you want to do. No, nah, I'd rather, I'd rather know and learn as much as possible. 
um, whilst whilst I've got that opportunity, you know. Um, yeah, it's all just perspective, isn't it? I guess. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm sure that Elon Musk knows a lot more than I do, but um, it's really just, um, yeah. I think it, any, and this is just what I've learnt through my own experience. Like any, uh, how do you, how do I say it? How do I explain it? It's like, you know, there there. The concept around like good and bad experiences, like are they even good and bad? They're just experiences. Like, mm. what if what if we just let go of the the good and bad notion? Like that's, I feel like that's almost like ego kind of trying to like, you know, um, once again kind of put a put a label on it. Like, right. what if it just is? Mm. You're deep, man. <laughs> yeah. You're deep. Uh, yeah. It's been an honor to have this conversation with you. Likewise, you. my friend. Not just because I think what you do is pretty cool, but I think um, even beyond you, the realm that you represent, mm. uh, as I've been saying throughout the interview, is so important to us. And I think we underestimate the importance of music. We talk about, oh, mm. I just, I love music. It's more than that, man. It's a lifeline. Yeah, totally. And even it's not just music, as we've been saying, creative expression of human soul the human soul yeah well i mean music is is the international <coughs> language isn't it it's it's mm. it's it's kind of that one form where you can communicate i guess it's like maybe not the one form but it's it's kind of the most popular form mm. where you can communicate with anyone like mm -hmm. anyone in the world you can sit there and you know play a few notes on the guitar or mm. even just sing or a melody sing. Yep. it doesn't even have to be in their language mm -hmm. and and that person can be moved by it or, or touched by it and you can kind of communicate through that um, so yeah, I, yeah, it's a, it's an important kind of, um, and, and it's just, you know, the history behind music, you know, it's been there kind of always, and it's always been a way of telling stories or communicating. And, mm. uh, so yeah, I, I agree. It's a, it's a pretty, um, pretty important kind of, uh, resource. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, uh, my favorite, some of my favorite, most moving things I listen to is African choirs singing in African oh. languages, which I don't understand. Oh my God. Say. Tell like, me about it. I don't know. Something about all the voices and Poor. so many of them. So yeah, so mm. moving. And, and uh, you know, I think um, you know a lot of that music as well. It's not. It's not thought about. There's. There's no. Once again, there's no thinking about well, where's this going to go. Yeah. Like as yeah. it's being made. Yeah. Like it's just it's being made because we want to make it. Yeah. Uh, and that's where all the gold lies. I think. This is why Lion King was so popular. It's the music <laughs> behind it. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Yes, thank you for being here. It's been an honor. Mm. And let's tell the people where they can follow, support, go to your shows. Yeah, just like social media. Like uh, just look up yep. Sean Kirk with a S-H-A-U-N kind of spelt. I'll the, put the, the links below. So yeah, they can just collect it. A-U yeah. is correct and W is wrong. Yeah. W is lazy. S-E-A-N, that, that's just ridiculous. Like So Instagram's your primary way of following. And yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Um, new announcements, shows and so on on there. Yeah, they're all on my website as well. Just seankirk.com. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's about, I mean, YouTube, all that, like just all the usual avenues, send me, Spotify. Send me all the links and I'll just mm. spam them in the description. Great. There, there you go. Uh, that was Sean Kirk. Uh, which camera do we look at? This one. That was Sean Kirk uh, talking about some pretty cool things. Um, thank you for, um, I keep saying thank you to you, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm a big fan of music. Uh, I don't think people realize this, how much of a musician I am. Uh, go listen to some good music. There you go. That's the prescription. Mm. All right, you better get to the psychologist. Yeah, got to go, go do the work.